Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 3 episode 161 of the Daily Study podcast that you're listening to. Uh, Thank you for your time uh, and let's begin our study of this week um, with our usual non-Come Follow Me material study. Uh, We usually have on a Monday a chance to listen to some listener comments and feedback of which we've only had one really this week. Uh, that's partially down to me. Uh, I haven't really been posting many fo- posts on the Facebook group this week, or last week, I should say. Um, not really as a decision or choice, but just didn't seem to have much time this week to do so. But was glad to be able to get these episodes out to you anyway. Um, and then I've got something that I want to share with you from the most recent Leahona, which is generally where, where I'm getting most of my uh, extra studies outside of the Come Follow Me materials. But uh, it's still a, a very useful uh, place to get some more study from. Uh, it's not the only place, of course, that I share things with you from, but uh, it's really good, though. So, uh, first of all, listener comments. Uh, I shared a post uh, about the individuals who were warned by the Lord that they were he was not pleased with them for not preaching by the way. And uh, I asked the question, are there times that we don't share our testimonies by the way and are too focused on reaching our destinations? Uh, and Candice Welch um, shared this comment. Um, she basically said, yes, all the time. Uh, this is why general authorities have been encouraging us for years to talk about our religious life like it's part of normal life. For one, it is. Two, it's a way of preaching. By the wayside, because you're making gospel and religious conversations a comfortable thing for you and those around you in life. Those are the people on our way side since we're not taking 800 mile walks. And uh, I really like the point she makes there is, of course, our preaching, by the way, looks very different to how it does or how it did for those um, early missionaries. They were traveling a great distance. And so they were expected to teach by the way. And actually, now that, I have, now that I'm talking about this, I, it's just brought something to my remembrance from my mission. Um in our mission, in the England Leeds mission, we were encouraged by our mission president to to have a certain number of by-the-ways each day. Now, when I got to the mission and I was told, oh, we need to get our by-the-ways, I was like, "What? what's a by-the-way? I thought instantly of John By-the-way, um, obviously, uh, because that's very similar to his surname. Uh, but actually, what it was was simply, you know, as we're going about to our destinations, to our appointments, to our attracting areas and all this kind of thing, Um, by the ways were basically opportunities we took to speak to people by the way as we were going from place to place Um, and you know at some points in my mission um, they were more tedious I suppose Uh, you know a certain number you know we had to reach a certain number each day right and some days it was kind of it was very easy because we were traveling around a lot on public transport but some days it was actually a very tricky thing to accomplish because um, we either didn't see many, anyone uh, on the certain routes we were going at certain points or we were traveling in a certain way. And so that meant we couldn't or perhaps we were running late for our various appointments that day. And the question is, oh, well, do you want to be late for someone that has set a time for you to be there and teach you the gospel in their home? Or do you want to get the by the ways along the way and be even later for those people and perhaps give a bad impression? Um there were some days it was more difficult than it basically but um because there was a certain number to reach and actually it did get to a point i can't remember whether it was with that mission president or with a new mission president that came in 
they basically said, yes, continue doing by the ways. However, we're going to take away that that numerical statistic. I think it was with the same mission presence, actually, because there, there became an understanding of, well, these missionaries are reporting that they're not doing their by the ways, but that's because there was a certain individual they couldn't talk to because of this circumstance. Um, but basically, the point I'm making is, is that obviously our days are much different to these early missionaries and even missionaries today. And so our, by the ways, are people that we are likely interacting with personally on a day-by-day basis. But in theory, we should have more success with those conversations, even if it is just having a pleasant and uh, informative conversation with these people rather than random people we meet by the way. Uh, And so um, something to consider. How can you teach more people, by the way, in your life with your context? Anyway, uh, the thing that I wanted to share specifically from this uh, from this week that I've been studying alongside the Come and Follow Me materials is an article by Elder Jeffrey R. Holland uh, in the June 2021 ensign called Keeping Our Children Close to Our Hearts. And the reason why I want to share this is because basically it gave, it gave me a lot of comfort uh, in how I'm doing because he shares a personal experience where you, as many parents, many parents could probably see themselves in what uh, Elder Holland refers to. Um, he was giving this talk in the um, in the April nineteen eighty three general conference when he was the um, president of Brigham Young University, and he was accompanied by his teenage son Matt. Uh, and in this experience, he talks about something that happened between him and his son. Um, he was. He explained a bit of the context. Uh, he was going to school full time and teaching half time and they had two small children. Um, his wife was the Relief Society president in their ward. He was serving in the state presidency, basically a very busy individual. Um, and he says this, quote, one evening I came home from long hours at school, feeling the proverbial weight of the world on my shoulders. Everything seemed to be especially demanding and discouraging and dark. I wondered if the dawn would ever come. Then, as I walked into our small student apartment, there was an unusual silence in the room. What's the trouble? I asked. Matthew has something he wants to tell you, Pat said. Matt, what do you have to tell me? He was quietly playing with his toys in the corner of the room, trying very hard not to hear me. Matt, I said very louder, what, do you have something to tell me? He stopped playing, but for a moment didn't look up. Then these two enormous tear-filled brown eyes turned toward me, and with the pain only a five-year-old can know, said... I didn't mind mummy tonight, and I spoke back to her. With that, he burst into tears, and his entire little body shook with grief. A childish indiscretion had been noted. A painful confession had been offered. The growth of a five-year-old was continuing, and loving reconciliation could have been a wonderfully could have been wonderfully underway. Everything might have been just terrific, except for me. I was ashamed. I am ashamed beyond my expression to tell you how I then acted. I lost my temper. It wasn't that I lost it with Matt, it was a hundred and one other things on my mind. But he didn't know that, and I wasn't disciplined enough to admit it. He got the whole load of bricks. I told him how disappointed I was and how much more I thought I could have expected from him. Then I did what I had never done had never done before in my life. I told him that he was to go straight to bed and that I would not be in to say his prayers with him or to tell him a bedtime story. Muffling his sobs, he obediently went to his bedside, where he knelt alone to say his prayers. Then he strained his little pillow of tears his father should have been wiping away. If you think the silence upon my arrival was heavy, you should have felt it now. Pat didn't say a word. She didn't have to. I felt terrible. Later, as we knelt by our own bed, my feeble prayer asking for blessings upon my family fell back on my ears with a horrible, hollow ring. 
I wanted to get up off my knees right then and go to Matt and ask his forgiveness, but he was long since peacefully asleep. My relief was not so soon coming, but I finally fell asleep and began to dream, which I seldom which I seldom do. Close quote. I could read further, but basically he describes uh, a dream in which he sees his son trying to do something, and he was um, telling him to do it, but not showing him. Um, and he and his son got very upset in the dream, and he woke up and realised that this is exactly what he had done uh, in reality. Um, and he went and gave him a big cuddle and, and asked for his forgiveness. Um, and I think that this is such a humanising story, uh, because, I mean, I don't know about you as a parent, I certainly see myself in that uh, persona every now and then. Uh, and I think that it is encouraging to know that other people uh, make these mistakes uh, at times. And I think that's, it's not a, it's not a selfish thing, really, that it's just, a, oh, you know, that is, that is what happens to other people. It doesn't make it okay, of course. And it doesn't mean that, you know, we should um, exempt ourselves from this kind of behavior. We should change, we should repent. Uh, and I think that, um, you know, if you can read the whole article, it will really give a, um, a great uh, lesson for, for many parents and those who are not parents or, um, you know, obviously who are preparing to be parents or prepare, preparing to be parents in the eternities. It's very difficult uh, to act in this moment and do so in the way that our saviour would. And it just means that we need to practice and we need to prepare for those moments when we do need to act like the saviour. Um, even us, even those people whose children have grown up and gone away, they are still our children. Uh, and we have to consider how we treat and act with them. It is a, it's a wonderful experience. I'll share this in the Facebook group, the article, and let me know what you think. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, it's been great uh, sharing this with you. Uh, look, look forward to tomorrow's episode where we re- recommence our Come Follow Me study. Um, and until we meet again. <laughs>